1: We repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
0: Gene Principe on from Sportsnet. He was our headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. It's 1.34 in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott along with Cody Jansen. We are with you all week. Bob enjoying a nice vacation. And with him away... And with Jack away, and with Reed taking some time off work as well, we get to deliver playoff predictions in this final half hour of the Monday edition. Before we do, though, I'm going to tell you that Japanese Village is open to serve you at uh, any one of their five Edmonton and area locations with Alberta steak and tasty seafood cooked right at your table. Reservations are now available. Go online to jvedmonton.ca. Okay. So, ideally we would have been doing this probably before <laughs> game 1 in three different series and then we have got a couple more game ones going on tonight. But we'll recap. So, right now we've uh, we've submitted our picks at the beginning of each and every one of the rounds, so the qualifying round, round 1, so that puts us up to 16 total series. I uh, aka uh, a full NFL season. Are they up to 17 games now or is it 16? I think, I think 16. I think 16, right? Yeah. 7-9 Dallas Cowboys sounds about right to me. Same with the Eagles. I'll take a job with the Eagles too. 7-9 to is basically a division winner in that in that NFL division. Anyway, <laughs> that is Bob's record. Bob went 4-4 four and four in uh, in round one predictions. He had Calgary in seven, obviously wrong there. Vegas, uh, Colorado, he was right on those. And then St. Louis, he took in seven games over Vancouver. Of course, the Canucks moving on. So he was right about Tampa, Philly, the Islanders, Vegas and Colorado. Colorado that put him at 4 and 4. Stoff now shares the lead 9 and 7 with Jack who had a tough first round. He went 3 and 5. That was the qualifiers. Then he came in in the last round and cleaned up, folks. Jack went 6 and 2. This is all on Twitter by the way. If you're struggling to keep up if you are online, I've got the visual aid for you there. But Jack had Dallas, Vegas, Colorado Tampa, Philly, and the Islanders all winning. Well, he was right on every single one of those. He picked Carolina in seven and St. Louis in five. And honestly, you can't fault him for any one of those. We all had Carolina. Every single one of myself, Jack, Reed, and Bob had Carolina because of the way they were buzzing. Cody, were we crazy to have Carolina favored in that series? I think so. And my reasoning for picking Boston and it
2: was they've got that experience and they're a little bit of an older bunch, but they also got that rest. And so, yes, Carolina was on a roll, but I, I think every aspect, defense, offense, goaltending, you would have taken Boston if you're looking at the paper.
0: That's fair. And we heard John Shannon allude to it earlier that Boston has been his pick for the Stanley Cup really all season long, and he decides not to vary from that, even in the absence of Tuca Rask, by the way, who, you know, is it's probably less of a storyline at least right now than i may have initially thought it would have been partially because of how they're playing in front of Yara halak but also partially because yarrow halak's no slouch in net either the question is gonna be if by chance halak goes down what happens next i don't want to jinx it i'm not trying to forecast or any of that i'm just raising the question is that Boston team good enough with a completely inexperienced goaltender? In, uh, I his name is in the recycle bin right now. But he is the, the third rounder from 2015, who I've been referring to as just that. Is that enough to get Boston over the hill, especially past Tampa? Absolutely not. So they'd better hope that they can keep everything on the tracks in front of Jarl Halak. Reed Wilkins well he's in last place right now he went three and five in round one as did jack and then uh or pardon me in the qualifying round that's been the worst part of this can i just say that the qualifying round and then round one and now round two anyway Uh, so reed in that last round had calgary in seven games they did not bounce dallas Uh, vegas he took to win same with colorado as well as tampa those were his three winners: Vegas, Colorado, Tampa. Wilkie had the rest wrong. He sits at six and ten. And myself, I had Calgary in six games. And Cody, to be honest with you, if Matthew Kachuk was playing in that series, I know it would be it would have been a different outcome. I'm not saying they would have won. Uh, because, man, Goudreau, Monaghan, absentees. But Matthew Kachuk would have been a difference maker in that series. Ultimately. He wasn't. So I got that wrong. But I did pick Vegas and Colorado. I picked Tampa in seven. I picked the Caps in uh, who, uh, Flyers in five. Excuse me. That was the other one I, I got right. So Caps in seven, Carolina in five. No, no, no. I'm very curious about the, the, the future of the Capitals now. Based on the timing of getting rid of that head coach and based on the timing of Braden Holtby's contract expiring. What does the future of that team look like? And hey, Alex Ovechkin isn't going anywhere, but he's also entering, if not the final, yeah, he is entering the final year of his contract. He's gonna be 35 years old on September 17th. The rest of that core is locked up. So what is the long-term future of the Washington Capitals? I'm not sure. Doesn't matter in the short term here for the playoffs. So, Cody, let's get to it. Let's get to some uh, predictions here for this. I will go back over to the Twitter page and uh, link up with what I had posted earlier. I apologize that this wasn't posted earlier in the playoffs, but here we are nonetheless. So uh, allow me a minute here. First of all, Cody, I I need to stall for time for a second to get the right page loaded. So you, my friend, give me your initial thoughts. I want to know what you thought about uh, some of the action that you watched on the weekend. Maybe start uh, with that Vancouver and Vegas series. Did you see that kind of an egg from Vancouver on the horizon in game one? was that
2: really an egg by them or did Vegas just play that well and I, I've said it before is I don't think St. Louis played as heavier as physical as they really can and so if Vegas was going to come out and play that style and I mean Ryan Reeves does it to a T, I kind of saw that happening because Vancouver they're, they're a little undersized if they want to play a skilled game against Vegas they're going to run them out of the building but if it's a physical gritty classic playoff
0: series Vegas has got the advantage. They had an interesting complex and in one that was also discussed here in Edmonton with respect to why Zach Cassian had such a quiet qualifying round series. And the simple fact was he didn't get dragged into the fight because Chicago didn't play that way. They didn't play that way at all against Edmonton and ultimately they were able to outlast, as we know. Well, guess what? Brian Burke, who made that same point uh, either last Thursday or the Thursday before right here on our show, was also talking on the broadcast last night saying that... Chicago didn't drag Ryan Reeves into the fight in the last series, and that's why Ryan Reeves was relatively quiet for Vegas, uh, albeit them moving on, fine. But, you know, not to make excuses for Zach Cassian and why he was so flat. He's got to step up to the plate and drag himself in, into the fight if, they, if nobody else is going to do it for him, right? They just paid him a lot of money to be doing that. If you're talking about Ryan Reeves of all people having the same problem against that Chicago team, I just want to present that as some food for thought anyway. Um, let's get to, let's get to these second round predictions. So I'll start with Bob. Bob, again, checking on uh, the top of the leaderboard here at our Oilers Now Playoff predictions. He's got Vegas over Vancouver in six. He's got Colorado over Dallas in six. He's got the Islanders over Philadelphia in six. He's got Tampa over Boston in six also in six games. So Vegas, Colorado, New York, Tampa Bay. Those would be your conference finalists, according to Bob Stauffer. Listen, Vegas, you could make the case as being the greatest expansion team of all time. Based on the performance we saw last night, I don't necessarily argue that uh, Vegas could get this done over Vancouver in six games. Colorado and Dallas is going to be an interesting one for me. And without Colorado's starting goaltender in net, I think that... uh, you know, for what they lack in the way what Dallas lacks in the way of not having a player like Nathan McKinnon. I think Colorado might be at a bit of a disadvantage in net because Hudobin's been playing pretty darn well, you know, and I haven't heard as much about Kale McCarr as I have about Miro Heiskin. And Cody, what do you think?
2: Oh man, I mean Colorado without Grubauer, that obviously hurts. But people forget with Dallas is I mean, they're one double overtime Patrick Maroon goal away from taking St. Louis' spot in the playoffs last year. And if they beat St. Louis, who's to say that they don't go on that run? I mean, that's a good hockey club there. And I get it, Bishop's out. But still, they're they're very tough.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, Joe Pavelski, we knew what kind of an addition he was going to be at the hat trick in the last game. Um, Corey Perry? Corey Perry, exactly. So, you know, they've got some of these guys who have won before. Dallas is going to be a problem. Bob has taken Colorado over Dallas in six. Islanders over Phillies, choosing defense over offense there. Tampa Bay over Boston. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get down the line here. Uh, Jack, who also went 9-7, taking Vegas over Vancouver in five games. Colorado over Dallas in five games. Uh, New York Islanders over Philly in five, so they are the exact same. And then Tampa over Boston in seven. Bob and Jack, the broadcast partners, have gone shot for shot with their picks so no separation to be found there myself and reed wilkins tougher first couple of rounds as far as the predictions go um vegas is gonna lose to vancouver in six games here cody that's my that's my upset pick i got
2: vegas in five i do i like vegas's depth better i like their goaltending better Mm -hmm. and i think that if they can continue to play the style they did in game one it's gonna be over in five.
0: It's the battle of the unrestricted free agent goaltender. I think you've got two guys with plenty to prove to the market right now. And listen, if I am, again, I say, hey, I'm watching that Vegas situation very, very closely, but I'm also keeping my eye on the whole series because Jacob Markstrom, in my opinion, I think the most likely scenario is that he does remain a Canuck. But if he hits the open markets, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that are in on Jacob Markstrom based on the last couple of years that he's had as well. So if he can play up to snuff, I think he gives the Canucks a good enough chance that I'm going to submit my pick. Vancouver over Vegas in six games. I'm also taking Dallas over Colorado in six for a lot of the reasons that you listed off, Cody. Um You know, the the team, if not better than last year, is certainly another year more experienced. Rick Bonus is a different coach than, than Jim Montgomery was, right? And and we'll see how the message plays as the games ratchet up in intensity. But to me, there's enough grit up and down that bench and in the leadership core with a guy like Jamie Benn or you mentioned a Corey Perry or just guys that have been there before. I think Dallas has a good shot. Colorado's going to be up there in the class of the West for a long, long time to come. I just don't know if this is the year that they're able to topple uh, Dallas. Philadelphia over the New York Islanders. I'm going the other way. I'm taking this in seven games, but I think Philadelphia's offense is great. Their center depth, Cody, is fantastic. I don't even, I, I couldn't tell you right now whether they're playing Giroux on the wing or at center, um, but if he's down the middle, you're looking at Giroux, Couturier, you know, Travis Konechny is an option there, and this is this is a Philly team to me that's been underperforming at times throughout recent years, and this is a year for them to really uh, take advantage of, of an Islanders team, in my opinion, that doesn't have the ability to score like philly can what do you think
2: well i'll take the stars in seven since he passed me on that one but
0: <laughs> we are going shot for shot
2: <laughs> hey uh I, I like the flyers in this one too the Isles are a great defensive team barry's gonna lock it down we all know that but i'm still not sold on varlamov and that's my game breaker right there is carter hart he was shaky at times against montreal but i still i'm gonna take hart over varlamov and if the flyers you know they they they've proved that they could score against a goaltender like Carey Price and a great defensive team like Montreal they they should be all right so i'll i'll take the flyers in 6
0: all right uh, i like the points you know i won't go too much uh, further down the the rabbit hole of Carter Hart and what he's been able to provide for philly but yeah uh, he's uh, he's good enough for me and the mentorship of Brian Elliott too you know like I know he hasn't necessarily been great when he's been on the ice but he always seems to be somewhere on a playoff team split in time and has been for the last 10 years or what have you so uh, don't roll that out as a a contributing factor either finally Tampa Bay over Boston in 6 because I've taken Tampa to win the cup this year I don't feel fantastic having seen yesterday uh, but you move forward and you stick by your guns Tampa is another roster that just has too much going for it in order to continually fall short year after year after year you know you've got Sorelli you, you've got um, Brayden Point stepping up now you've got Kucherov you've got Pallad you've got Tyler Johnson you've got Victor Hedman um, yeah you've got Zach Pagosian playing on that top unit but you look below that and their defense is still great with guys like Kevin Shattenkirk, and Kirk etc etc you know what they don't have excuses anymore to me if they don't get it done this year I mean I I just don't know what to say. So there you go. That's my picks. I've got Vancouver, Dallas, and Philly and Tampa as your conference finalists. And we'll move down to Reed Wilkins here, who has taken Vegas over Vancouver in six games. Again, this is all on Twitter if you're getting a little bit lost and the fact that I'm just kind of droning on and on about it. Unfortunately, we're not able to host the roundtable this afternoon. But Reed Wilkins has uh, Vegas over Vancouver in six, Dallas over Colorado in six philly over the islanders in seven and tampa bay over boston in five games so that would mean tampa would have to win out and uh, and sweep the next four against boston which i That's really can't see happening there's just no way right i mean you gotta you're rostering something called the perfection line the perfection line yeah you're probably not getting uh, swept in four straight we'll press pause here on oilers now why take one
1: vacation with the family when you
0: could take all of them with royal caribbean
1: you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. We'll come back and wrap it up with some more text messages, a little bit more conversation. Brendan Scott Cody Jansen in with you today on Oilers Now. This
1: is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
0: 150. In Edmonton, Brendan Escott here with you on the Monday edition of the show. We've heard from John Shannon, heard from Gene Principe. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Mark Spector for our friends the horses and horse racing alberta who present live racing each friday and sunday evening now to comply with ahs regulations spectators limited at this time but you can go online to hpibet.com to watch and wager i skipped you a couple times didn't i you want to get a last thought and you t- said uh, you took dallas is that correct was that the last one i missed Yeah, you missed the Stars
2: one, but it's all right. I'll give you a pass on that one. I also got Boston (laughs) in seven. Like you listed off so many great players for Tampa, but the one thing that was not in any of those lists is a great leader. That's what they're missing.
0: That's what Boston's got. Yeah. Uh, You know what? It's not really been presented that way to me yet i hadn't put it this way i hadn't thought about it like that and maybe missing their captain is something here although you don't necessarily look at stephen stamkos from the outsider's perspective and 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 say troop rallier now again that labels me definitely as one of the people who tries to place myself in a dressing room that i would know nothing about um but you can kind of i'll just gauge from the surface and say maybe that is something that they're missing right now you're right though you're right. When you can get the emotional aspect fired up, when you get that rallying point, in all honesty, to me, that's kind of what Carolina's thing has been for a while. It's just the belief, or the, oh, I say a while, a couple of years anyway. Um, just, you know, this common belief, this common understanding, this this great composure of a dressing room. And to me, the leader there is Rod Brendamore.
2: For sure. For the Keens, that's, that's going to be their guy. Uh, one player for Tampa that I think can be a difference maker is Pat Maroon. That's, that's one guy who doesn't get talked about enough. And if he is noticeable, that means they're having a good game. If he's invincible, they're, they're not going to go skill for skill with Boston.
0: <laughs> uh, no, not, uh, not with the, the likes of Brad Marchand and David Pasternak putting up multi-goal uh, games, or multi-point, excuse me, games like they had in that last one. A couple more text messages uh, here to get to. Oilers GM says, come on, man, stop saying that the Hawks didn't drag Cassian into a physical game. The Kajula and Doc hits on Tyler Ennis should have been enough motivation for him to play a physical game. That's a good point. Frankly, that's a good point. The other thing is, like like you're playing for the playoffs there shouldn't as we know be uh, much more motivation needed but that being said i raised that point because almost verbatim the exact same case was made for why ryan reeves had a quiet round as it was for why zach cassian had a quiet round for the oilers is it right i'm not here to make that argument one way or the other okay but i am here to draw the parallel couple more here. Uh, When I had my wisdom teeth out last century, I went to a cabaret club the next night. We even have those here? (laughs) I'm sure somebody will know and text that in. Craig says he had oral surgery about two months ago. If you're tuning in late, we're talking about this because I'm supposed to have uh, my wisdom teeth removed. And, you know, just looking at uh, the oral surgery that Brendan Gallagher, I'm sure, recently has undergone. And... We've seen enough stick work in these playoffs, Cody, to make me think he may well not be the last one. Uh, Whoever said get two at a time removed is putting you on and you'll go get you'll go through the pain twice, especially if they're impacted and wrapped uh, with. Oh, God, we're getting into real deep dental terminology, which is most likely the case if it requires an oral surgeon. Yes. Take the drugs and get it over with. That's that's fair. That sounds good to me. I need time time off (laughs) work if we're going to do that, though. Uh, Craig, with some praise for John Shannon, saying John's a smart uh, hockey man. We've got a supposed insider here saying that the Oilers are prepared to give a generous offer to the Maple Leafs. Anderson, Freddie Anderson, would be sent to Edmonton in exchange for Mikko Koskinen and Evan Bouchard and a second-round pick. I would not do that deal if I was the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to tell you right now, I would not give away that much for, uh, for, you know, a 31-year-old 30, Freddie Anderson. It's not in the cards. That's not happening. It's not happening. And I'll tell you what, you know, it, I get that there needs to be a shuffle up on the Oilers' back end. They need to take another step towards modernized hockey, if you will. And what you're seeing dominate is a, is a smooth skater like a Miro Heiskanen, right? But the Oilers are going to have to cultivate that from their own system. And they have two pieces which they can like legitimately look at and say, if it's not going to be Bouchard playing in that role, in all likelihood in a few years, it, it, it could be Philip Broberg. Does he have the same ceiling as a guy like Haskin? And maybe not. But that seems to be becoming more and more of an X factor around the NHL and something that I don't think that if you're the Oilers, you're looking to offload one of those two guys. So to answer that question, I am not in the business of acquiring a Freddie Anderson at the expense of an Evan Bouchard. We had some fun on Monday, didn't we? Lots less teeth talk planned for tomorrow unless somebody loses a bunch of chicklets uh, moving forward in this game tonight. Gotta tell you about Royal Pizza. It's pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. Royal offering curbside pickup and takeout options for the menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the apps store. This day in Oilers history back in 1988. I had to dig a little bit for this one, not going to lie. Dominion of defenseman Brad Hunt, born in Maple Ridge, B.C. He signed as an undrafted free agent in 2013, played 21 games with the Oilers from 2013 to 2016. He had just a goal and two assists and then he signed uh, as a free agent with Nashville in July of 2016. Now Hunt played in a career-high 59 games with Minnesota this most recent season: eight goals, eleven assists, twenty-nine points. There tonight on uh, Inside Sports, you got guest host Dave Campbell. You're going to hear from uh, the Athletic Vancouver's Thomas Drantz, uh, Brian Wild from Global Montreal, and Morley Scott, the voice of the EE football team here on uh, EE football radio and Oilers radio. Six thirty, Jed. Monday edition in the books. Again, we've got Mark Spector coming up for our friends at the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta tomorrow. Also trying to link up with a Vancouver hockey angle of our own. Keep it locked on social media. We'll have that update for you as it comes in. In the meantime, enjoy your afternoon. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of CHQR 770 down in Calgary. It's the Rod Ridge Show. Rob Ridge Show, excuse me. So long, everybody, from the 630 Ted Studios.